Today on Analog Out, we've got a Smash Brothers Direct, a new character announced. Oh boy, it's exciting. We've got a special edition Nintendo Switch coming out. We've got a remake of The Thing. I don't know, uh, I don't know about that one. And uh, Silent Hill might be getting a reboot. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back for another long-awaited episode of Analog Out. We've had a long, refreshing break, but we're back. I'm here with Bowman, all the way from Japan. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's about 10.30 in the morning right now. Nice. It's about 8.30 at night here. Had a long, uh, a long work week. Glad to be, uh, glad to hit the Friday night weekend. <laughs> Me too. Just ate a large bowl, two large bowls of chili that I just made. Oh, right. You're on and, that new uh, diet right now. You're, well, detoxing, you said? Yeah, it's more like a lifestyle reboot than a diet. Um, I'm not like weighing myself or anything during it or counting calories, but I am not drinking for a month and I'm only eating natural foods, no sugars, no trying to stay away from added salt as well uh no processed foods no dairy things like that just um you know i like i said i'm not really seeing it as a diet but if i had to uh compare it to something i would say it most closely resembles like the paleo diet as far as the food goes so you know it's basically just like Whatever you could gather or hunt is what you're eating. No man-made stuff. Damn, no Dolans. No Dolans, which is a shame because I just got a coupon in the mail. Uh, 69-cent hamburgers were or cheeseburgers were yesterday, so I could have... Limit of 10, so I could have got 10 cheeseburgers from Dolans for six ninety. Oh, boy. Just to clarify people out there, we McDonald's is Dolans. Yeah, so... Uh, I have a whole sheet of those coupons they send you like once a month or so, and there's some good ones on there, and I won't be using any of them. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. But yeah, uh, you know, just trying to get back on track with my health and, and such. I've kind of started a new job about a month and a half ago, and you know how that goes, just like totally shakes up your whole routine and I started to fall back into like eating a lot of crap and stuff, and I was uh, drinking more than I would have liked. So, kind of just doing a reset on that, and uh, yeah, making sure I'm going to the gym every day and stuff. So, all in yeah, all, I can I can feel that pretty positive thing. Yeah, I had a similar experience because my job has like a consistent schedule now, and it's been early in the morning. Yeah. And before, it's been all over the place, sometimes really early, sometimes I sleep in. And because of that, I've been eating unhealthy, too, because I'll just wake up just in time to go to work. And there's a McDonald's, like, literally at the train station that I get off at. <laughs> so I would just eat there just because I feel like I deserved it because I'm so tired and I just want a little something to wake me up. Yeah, that's uh, that's your your brain whispering to you. Yeah, so so 
Yeah. Similar I mean, thing it's, here too. It's always a good it's always a good idea to just kind of take a step back and be like, is this really what I what I need to be doing all the time? Right, and we're getting older, so. Yeah. Uh other than that, I do have some new news today, and it goes right into our first topic, which is that last night, late into the hours of the evening, it leaked that Nintendo was releasing a special edition Animal Crossing console. Woo! You've been predicting this for a while. I mean, everyone predicted it, but... Not predicting it, but specifically what I've always said, and I must have said it a million times on this podcast, specifically what I would always say is, if they release a special edition Animal Crossing bundle, I will buy it. And did you buy it? So I bought it today. I pre-ordered it. I, I I am a man of my word, and within 12 hours of finding out that it was coming, I pre-ordered it from Best Buy. I'm surprised that they didn't do a Switch Lite uh, instead for this. I mean, it's good news for you, but maybe I thought they would have the, yeah. Maybe the numbers aren't, aren't as good as they were hoping. Yeah, I guess not, because I feel like they would market the Switch Lite on this just to a lower price point. It's the... The kitty console version. But no, it's a really cool looking design. I really like the uh, the color scheme on the Joy-Cons. It, they went all out. And there was one caveat to my promise of buying it is that I wasn't, I probably wasn't going to buy it if it was just what they've done for a few consoles, which is just maybe like do something different with the Joy-Con or just put a decal on the, the dock or whatever. You're talking about I, the I, Smash Brothers animal, uh, Switch, I believe, right? Not just that. There's, I feel like there's been a few where they've had like a quote-unquote limited, like uh, the Mario one. Okay. Like stuff like that. Or, I guess it um, tells you something. I've, I've already forgotten what those looked like. The Mario one was just the normal Switch, but it had red Joy-Cons. That they've oh, never right, right. sold, I don't think, outside of that bundle. And then um, there's, I feel like there's been a couple. There's been some where the Joy Cons were different, but the Switch itself wasn't any different. I mean, I guess that was like the Walmart Splatoon Switch model. No, like they that. had. Um, I they had. I feel like didn't they have a Monster Hunter one? I'm not sure. They, I believe they did, and they also had that uh, Disney one. Oh, and the I Zoom think it Zoom was just one. The, I, think I think it was, it was just, just Joy Cons. Yeah, so yeah. they've done it a few times, and I was like, ah, I might not do it if they do that. But they went all out on this one. I mean, the entire dock is a piece of uh, art. It's not even you can't even tell it's a Switch dock anymore. Oh yeah, it's cool, and I, and the etching in the back of it as well. Right, so. Uh, yeah, I instantly bought this thing, and I will be especially happy if they never sell that those Joy Cons outside of that bundle. <laughs> so then I'll really, then I will really feel like I got my money's worth. Hey man, you're happy. I'm glad. So yeah. When, so got, the only only kind of a thing that's weird about it, well, I guess not shocking, but it doesn't come with a copy of the Animal Crossing game. Nah, I'm fine with that though. Uh, I think that's I prefer I prefer those bundles um, because I they always come with digital games. So and I like to I like physical games. So okay. I don't like being I don't like being tied to a to a digital code. In fact, 
that might have honestly been one of the things that kept me from buying the Smash Brothers one because that was during the time and like I probably could have got like two fifty for the Switch, right? And I was like, mm, I, I might be interested in paying another fifty bucks to get a Smash Brothers one, but uh, I was not. But then you talk about adding the game onto there and stuff, and, and it's I'm like I don't know if I want to spend. You know what comes out after tax like three hundred and eighty dollars, three hundred ninety dollars for just basically the Joy Cons in the um, in the dock. The Switch wasn't any different. So, uh, yeah i i I prefer the the I, I prefer this the console, and I think that's the way really it should be uh, if you're not going to sell the physical game with it, or that's fair enough. or include the game for free. You know, like a true bundle, like back in the day. Well, yeah, but you're not going to see that with a brand new hype title sure. like this. You're, you're going to see it with the, the, the discount bundle down the road at like Walmart where it includes Mario Kart or something like that. Yeah, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how uh, jealous of my new Animal Crossing Switch are you? Uh, maybe a 5. Okay. Uh, I'm not like incredibly jealous about it. It's a sweet design, but like... I like Animal Crossing, but I'm no, I'm nowhere near as like a big fan as you are. I thought you were. I am a big fan, but I'm not like a big enough fan to really care about a collector's edition Switch. Wow, I didn't realize that. I mean, Animal Crossing for me is easily top five, maybe a top three Nintendo license. I love Animal Crossing. I'm a big fan of it, but it's just, it's I'm not nearly as hyped about it as you are. Yeah, I'm hoping that that uh, hype doesn't uh, bite me in the ass and the game comes out and it's mediocre. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I'm still teetering on the dumb, impulsive decision to eventually get like a Switch Lite just because I do a lot more. We talked about that. We, we beat this topic to death, but um, if they did release like a special edition like Switch Lite that I liked, I probably would pull the trigger at that point. Yeah. Like what? But, what? What kind of uh, property would it have to be? Uh, I mean, even an Animal Crossing would be neat for me. Like, I, I would buy like an Animal Crossing one. And uh, what else would I buy potentially? I don't know why Pikmin keeps coming to my head, but there's never going to be a Pikmin. <laughs> no, you. They would never do us Pikmin switch. You like. don't even. I thought you didn't even like Pikmin that much, haven't you? Not even. Uh... I don't dislike it. I have, I've actually, I've never really played it. Uh, I never really like gave it like a real shot. I only played the game, the first GameCube one as a child. Uh, I, I just mean like design wise. Like I, I, I want. I very much like the niche Pokemon or uh, or Nintendo series. So like Pikmin's up there in my top three as well. Probably like I'm a I'm a Pikmin freak. If they did a uh, a Splatoon like Splatoon um Switch Lite, I probably would pull the trigger on it. Yeah, but, I think this yeah. was my I think this was my dream Switch uh, limited edition. So I, I you know I wish I could ha- wish I could chime in and be like, yeah, I would I would love if they did this, but like this was kind of it. This is it. Yeah, this is yours. Yeah. Um, the only thing that, like you said, the only thing I can imagine otherwise would be like. A Pikmin one where the Joy Cons are, you know, oh yeah, red and yellow it. Pikmin, and the sw- the dock is like the polka dotted uh, 
you know, monsters from, from Pikmin. But aside from that, like, I just, uh, this is, this is kind of it. And I love the design. I love the pastel colors. Um, it's, and, and the etching is really the, the cherry on top. If it's just, that's why for me in the special edition switch consoles, they have to be, they have to have something on the back plate for me. Otherwise I'm like, uh, down the road, I could probably get lucky one day and find these Joy Cons and uh, and dock. Like that's how I felt about Smash the Smash Brothers one. Is I was like, I I'll be able to get this dock and Joy Cons one day if I really want them. I agree, but yeah. But when you have the the actual console itself being unique, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm in. Well. I uh, wish you the best of luck, and uh, also congratulations on your new battery life. Yeah, I was just about to point that out, that this is the upgraded model. So I, um, I'm giving my old one to my wife, and uh, this is good news, actually, because Nintendo announced today that you will be locked to one island per console. Oh, even wow. if you even if you log out of your account and 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 little Timmy logs into his own account, it's still locked to one island per console. That's a strange move. They want people to buy multiple copies or multiple switches. <laughs> so, I mean, this huh. is the this is actually this was always my plan because I kind of I kind of always assumed first of all there hasn't been a Switch game yet that's kind of uh, piqued her fancy until Animal Crossing. She's been kind of interested in some of them. She's played some things, but uh, Animal Crossing is like, that's the big game that she plays with me. And uh, this is kind of how it's gone cycle-wise, where I'll buy the launch console, play it for a while, and then Animal Crossing will come out, and and I'll give her my old one and get a new one. And that and that's exactly what I always figured what would happen here because I just assumed it's going to be locked to one uh, to one island per console. Um, I guess I just didn't think about the whole memory card thing, but that's how I always figured it was like on the old ones too. And I just didn't. It just seemed like too much hassle. To you could you could never. Um, this is the thing: is that with GameCube okay, fine, you could have two separate worlds by having two separate memory cards, but then you can't visit each other's world. and Or you can't visit each other and like leave each other like presents and shit, I don't think. You could. You could, because uh, there could was a the feature where you if, you had two, if, if, if you had both memory cards plugged in, you could, you could hop it over to the other person's town. Okay. All right, well, anyway, I mean, I just kind of assume, since we don't have memory cards anymore and stuff, I just kind of assume that... Uh, it would always be like this. That's how it was on the 3DS. Um, and probably the DS. Well, I mean, it makes sense from this perspective that, like you said, like, it's... If you have, like, a family sharing sharing the same system, it, it is part of the experience to have yeah, it's more experience of, it's with more of a co It's more of a co-op thing now. And that's how, and that's how it was with New Leaf and stuff. So... And that's how it's kind of been since uh, Wild World was you could go and go to each other's towns at the same time and 
do stuff together. And especially now on this one, they're touting like that up to eight people at once can play. And um, I just always kind of assumed, okay, my wife is going to need her own console so we can play together. I just hope that they actually make the online play functional. Well, for Animal Crossing, it'll be fine. I would be way more worried if it was (laughs) (laughs) F-Zero. True. I mean, Mario Kart runs smooth. I mean, a lot of the games do run pretty smoothly, but randomly, like the Super Mario Maker debacle, where it just runs like complete garbage. Apparently, it's still the same, too. It's never got any better. No. But then again, I'm... Yeah, I'll have to try it out again. I've only tried it out with Lars. And, you know, I'm in Japan. He's in America, so maybe that's why, but... Is your internet any better nowadays? What's, what's whatever happened with that? I have the same speeds. It's nothing amazing, but like it's, in regards to gaming, I usually don't have any issues because the uh, the ping is fine. Like there's no issues with the ping, and that's the most important thing about online gaming. It's not right. the um, it's not the download and upload speed. It's the uh, it's the ping. What are you at? So, like twenty five megs or something? Uh I would say like on a good day, twenty something megabytes. So you're going to be getting Stadia any day now, then? Oh yeah, it's already on. Uh, it's in. It's in. It's coming in the mail. It's on its <laughs> way. I got the deluxe bundle and everything. How about that? That thing's totally just. I guess it's already done. I think it's it, what happened to it is exactly what we thought. I, 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 it. People who pay attention to gaming news are are knowing it's coming out, and everyone else is just kind of what is that thing? Well, it's not it's not really something that's like sold on the shelf in the video game section. Right, exactly. And again, we've it said it time more and time of an again. Impulse buy at a checkout lane in a grocery store. We've said it time and time again, like there was no market for it because the people who know about it don't want it. Oh, there goes my sirens going off in my area again. But the people who know about it, don't want it because they're the type to have a console. They're the type to have a nice PC and everything, so they don't need a streaming service. And the people who they're marketing towards, like people who, oh, well, you don't, don't have to have a nice console exists. or PC, they don't even know about it. And yeah. also, it's just, they don't even need it either. I don't understand why they can't just buy a $200 console and be done with it. More Google vaporware is what that's going to end up being. And it's yeah, going to be Yeah, I mean, it was just... It was just Google's a giant, giant ass <laughs> corporation, and they need to put money in different places. And I think it was just one of their experiments. And well, it's a win-win yeah. for them because they have so much fucking money that they need to spend it in order to not pay taxes. So they're like, "All right, well, let's let's invest in this thing and see if it works. And if it does, we'll make a shitload of money. If it doesn't, then whatever. We needed to get rid of the money anyway." Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, on a positive note about it, it's just that they're the only company that could just throw away a bunch of money on a project like this. And eventually, I do think maybe maybe years from now, like streaming services will be a thing that will be, you know, practical, but they're just not right now. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on, then we are. All wrapped up on Animal Crossing. Unless you got anything else to say about that sweet bundle I got today. I'm happy for you, buddy. I mean, I it can't wait comes to see out, some pictures it of it. Comes out, yeah, it comes out on March 13th, a week before the game, which seems to be pretty standard practice nowadays for those uh, Switch bundles. Is um, 
they come out about a week before the game comes out. Yeah, even if the even if the game is coming out with it, they'll release it a week before, kind of like a right. Little, eh, you can get the game yeah, now if you buy the console. Yeah, uh, my brother got the Smash Brothers bundle. It came with the game, and he oh, it's just a a code that doesn't go through until the game comes out. Oh right, okay, okay, that's right. So, yeah, and uh, man, all right, so super excited for that. Only got to wait another seven weeks or so. What else happens in, in another seven weeks? I feel like there's something that... Uh, oh, yeah, it was Animal Crossing, right. And uh, Doom Eternal? Yeah, Doom Eternal, which I'm excited for, but I probably won't have time to play it first because I'll be playing this. So... All right. Okay, moving on. We had a Smash Brothers Direct. Did you watch this? I did not watch it. It was... Everyone was waiting with bated breath. They were going to announce the final character. Well, I the, watched like the beginning the of DLC. it. I watched the, I watched the reveal part. I didn't watch yeah. the actual uh, footage of him and, explaining the character. And it ends up being another Fire Emblem character. I think this is number eight. Uh, Byleth from Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is the silent protagonist. And for me... The character means even less because I uh, renamed the character. So, like, there's been multiple times where somebody's been like, oh, you know, Byleth? And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And they're like, you know, the protagonist for the game you've been playing? And I'm like, oh, I didn't name her that. (laughs) Mm. So, uh, yeah, huge letdown. Uh, I actually thought that it was like a troll when I was watching the video. Uh, I was watching it live, (laughs) and I thought they were doing that thing where, like how they showed, uh, where, how Duck Hunt Dog, no, Duck Hunt Dog was like, the silhouette was like uh, Banjo-Kazooie, and they're like, ah, I gotcha. Uh, During one of the reveals. Yeah, so i actually and also they do that in almost every reveal where it like shows another character and maybe not one that's not in the game but like it shows a character and then like nope actually someone else popped out um i thought it was a joke when i when i saw them and i'm i'm like when i realized that was the case i i pretty much turned off the stream i didn't care anymore i mean it is a joke but the joke's on us right and uh yeah, eight fucking Fire Emblem characters, really? Just another sword character? It should have been their first one, not their last. would have been fine if it was the first character, and by fine I mean it would have been like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. It's not that great. But to have a lineup like they've had and then finish it off with this character, it makes no sense. And they even specifically said, when they announced Joker, which was the first DLC character... Uh, they Sakurai specifically said all the other DLC characters are in the same vein, meaning like from weird franchises that aren't necessarily first-party Nintendo. So, right, it, I, I agree with you because there's a whole lot of people online who are there's. I saw a lot of stupid like, well, basically the people who were defending it were basically children. Just the hose mad memes everywhere, and it's just okay. Well, this is the age group that actually really cares about this character coming out. 
So there are like a lot of Fire Emblem uh, fans out there who are excited about this edition, but uh, I know plenty of Fire Emblem fans, and I see them online. I thought, from what I've seen, this the uh, reaction's been almost solely negative. Not really? necessarily in the character, but just in the way it was handled. Yeah, I mean, for me personally. I want to be upset, but I'm not just because I haven't even bought the fighters pass yet. <laughs> so, well, and I wasn't that upset either because they announced right afterwards that there's going to be a second character pack and it's going to have six more characters. And I'm just like, all right, fine, whatever. It's a joke. It's it's is it silly? Yes. It's stupid. Yes. Do I really care a whole lot? Not really. That's it, where I'm it, at with it. It certainly helped lessen the blow when I found out there were six more characters coming out. I was like, okay, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a big deal if that's how they... All right, this is our final character. Yeah, so... Overall, it was a shitty Direct, and uh, I don't understand why they haven't done a real Nintendo Direct. They keep releasing these... Like, that was the second one this month. The first one was Pokemon... Which was another crank, uh, because they had the the DLC announced. Um, but just on top of that, it was it was just everyone was expecting a, a Nintendo Direct, and then they they were like, "Okay, we got a we got a Direct coming. It's it's Pokemon." And there was just kind of a the wind was was lit out of the room, and then they're like, "All right, we got another Direct coming," and then it was this. I mean, I'm sure we'll get something fairly soon just because Animal Crossing is coming out. So that is like their big title that's hyped right now. And once they move on from that, there will be another uh, a direct that will reveal something else. Or at least yeah. show some Metroid Prime 4 footage. But who knows when we're going to get anything about that. Yeah, that's true. Metroid Prime 4. Huh. <laughs> I, we haven't even we haven't even gotten a release date for Zelda Breath of the Wild two yet, and I guarantee you it's further along in development than Metroid. That's I mean they're probably reusing the same assets and everything. So yeah, yeah. Well, the fact that they even acknowledged its existence shows that, and had a trailer for it. It wasn't even just a logo, um, and all Metroid Prime had was a logo, and then since then. They had to restart it from scratch. So right, you know they showed We're not us a butter game for a while. Yeah, they showed us a buttered pan and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna make you a steak." And then before, bef- and then two seconds later, when it's still just butter in the pan, they went, "Ah, never mind. I gotta rinse this out and start over." <laughs> <laughs> like that's that. Yeah. So we're not that. And I'll be amazed if we get a, a trailer this year. No, we're not going to get a trailer. I think it's more likely that uh, we'll get a Metroid Prime trilogy that's been forever rumored. That would be nice, but yeah. Seems like a no-brainer nowadays to just release those collections of games. It's all Most of the work's already done. They always do well, you know, on both Nintendo and, you know, Sony consoles and stuff. They always do well. It's such an easy thing. People are interested in getting into the series. So they're like, the problem is most people that have a Switch were 
you know, under 10 years old when the last Metroid Prime game came out. Under five years old, probably. That that they weren't, they, they were, you know, s- s- toddlers when the last Metroid Prime game came out. Uh, they're not going to want to jump in at number four. They're going to want to play I mean, one. I mean, like, I don't th- think for certain it will happen, but it's pretty high chances. I mean, it's been... The Switch has been Portland, like it really has been. So yeah, and they and they and they you know re- renewed relationships with um uh, what was the what's the company that's currently developing it that they uh, Retro Studios. Re- okay, I knew that. I just want to say the wrong name, but I think being with them again, it's also going to just relight that flame of all right, yeah, we probably should release the other ones yeah on the system before release. And uh, yeah, honestly, it, and the same goes for Pikmin too. Like everybody knows that Pikmin Four is coming, and uh, that's another one where people aren't just going to want to jump into this weird-looking series at number four. Can They're you play wanna... Pikmin Three without the gamepad? Do you think that's going to be a th- could could they release it without the gamepad? I don't even remember what the gamepad was really used for. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> all right well i don't i you know I, i'm pretty sure there wasn't really any games with the exception of like nintendo land that i can think of where the game just simply does not work without the gamepad i'm trying to think of some right now too but not really i mean a lot of games will be improved without it like the Star Fox game <laughs> yeah so they, I think they saw the writing on the wall pretty early on and were like, people don't want to be stuck with this tablet. So, I, I, you know, and then by the end, they weren't even using the gamepad anymore. Yeah. Like, there were several games, specifically Breath of the Wild, where you couldn't use the touchscreen, even though th- having a tablet was one of the game mechanics. Yeah, I mean, in that case, they were just like, all right, well, we're going to go ahead and optimize it for the Switch at this point and just throw it on the uh, Wii U. They had yeah. gamepad features in the past, but as you said, I mean, they're not really anything that's essential at all or just it, aside from no. just like a, scro- a scrolling map or like a mini game where you, you, you use a stylus. Nothing really that you'll miss. Yeah, so uh, honestly, I'd say Pikmin, Pikmin Trilogy would be my most... Uh, wanted collection that they that they could release for any uh series as far as like a as as a as a hd collection i mean that's been a big reason i didn't really touch it recently because i wanted to but it's really hard to... it holds up really well well the thing is i really wanted to play the first two I, i'm i'm such a weird I, I am one of those people that like if when Metroid Prime 4 comes out and I haven't played the other ones, I don't really want to play it yet. Like, that's how I was with Pikmin 3 and the Wii U. I had it, but then I always just thought, ah, I kind of want to, like, go through the first one again. And I never got around to it because I never really had a good GameCube setup, even when I had, like, my retro games all set up and everything. And that's why I like these remasters and ports and everything because it just makes it an easy place to play it again and an HDMI and everything and not have to worry about how shitty it's going to look or, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would, Pikmin 1 is one of my favorite 
games of all time. So I would love uh, to see that beauty in 1080p. Would be nice. Would be nice. Uh, okay, so moving on. This was uh, interesting. I'm curious to get your take on it. The Thing is being, uh, remake is being produced by Blumhouse, and it's based on a combination of the two movies and the two books. So, the two movies being Think from Another World and The Thing. Uh, what, what do they mean by two? What do they mean by, by oh, like the, the original movie and then the first remake? No. Well, yes, but. There's a, it's it's complicated. You know the first movie from the fifties, right? The thing from another world, and then the first yes. remake is the John Carpenter. And the one. first, yes, okay. Well, because that could be taken in so many different ways. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, those two movies and the two books, and it's going to, I guess, expand on like the backstory that's touched upon on the in the books and stuff. Um, and this and and the way that the Blumhouse guy said was basically we're going to take aspects of all of all, the best the best parts of all of them and put it together. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously you're falling into territory here where you're setting yourself up to be compared to uh arguably one of the greatest sci-fi and horror movies of all time. Which is never a good position to be in. Yeah, I mean, for me, the first thing that came to mind was Blumhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't really have a the great only, reputation. The only good thing that they've done is the Halloween sequel. Yeah, that's true. To me. To me. I, I understand that some of their stuff has been decently reviewed and uh that's fine but personally the only thing that stuck out to me that i was like wow this was done really well was the halloween sequel hey i didn't realize that they actually um produced upgrade oh really yeah looks like it okay so you can add that to the list yeah and upgrade is great i mean right now am i optimistic not at all and but that's I, I feel like they I feel like the upgrade thing was might have just been a thing where they were like, oh yeah, we'll like pay for it to be you know Yeah, it's hard it's hard to say what what actually came out of Blumhouse Productions and what actually they just produced. Um Yeah. So but regardless, their name doesn't have really sit well with me. Like most of their movies are like I I what first comes to mind is The Purge, Happy Death oh, Day. That oh, Mia that movie, that, the Mia movie with the uh, Ma, no, the Ma movie with the uh, oh with, yeah, no, yeah, they did that, and those are the type <laughs> of movies I think of where it's just yes, you know, I might it's even not, be confusing the, them with something. I, the movies I think of are the ones where it's like a haunted house and everything goes quiet, and then someone pops out and goes boo. Paranormal Activity, uh, Insidious. Okay, yes. So they did do and, all those then. Yeah, and the thing is, with those movies, like, they're fine. Like, they're, they are what they are. But the thing is, at the end of the day, those are modern horror movies. And I'm just not interested. Right. Right, which like, is kind of why I was so surprised with Halloween. 
Yeah, they did a good job with it. Like, I will give them that. Like, and they could easily do a good job with the thing. Well, not easily. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is about the thing is that it's not an easy thing to pull off. No, like, it, not it, it at just all. it just isn't because the John Carpenter movie is what's famous. Nobody cares about the 1950s Otherworld movie, right? Um, and the uh, prequel remake that came out like was an absolute failure just because the storyline was kind of dumb. And the effects were terrible. Well, that's the thing. Does Blumhouse have the wherewithal and the and just the know-how to even start to compete with those effects? I see them as a studio who's like, this is too hard and takes too much time and money. We're not doing this. Well, what they'll have to do to make it stand out is have a really good story, and I don't think that's going to happen. Probably not. But the thing, the problem is that they're doing a remake. So right. they're not doing a prequel or a sequel, which is, the, in my opinion, the only way that they could uh, really do anything because you can't remake Perfection or, or Lightning in a Bottle. You, know, you can't remake Jaws. You can't remake Back to the Future. You can... But it will never, ever, it's impossible to be as good. You just can't do it. Well, there are too that, many, there are too many they, variables. They need to make it their own movie. And I just, and at that point, when, when you, I, at that point to me, it's just, okay, Blumhouse is making another movie. They, right. they have to make it their own project. They have to make it their own, like, vision. And the thing is, I just don't think Blumhouse has any potential to make anything where I'm going to go, oh my god, this was really did cool. Did they do or, it? Like, uh, I don't believe so, no. Who, who did it? I mean, it's that, it's that kind of movie, honestly. Uh, no, that was New Line. Oh, okay. They're still yeah. around? Okay, and that's the kind of, okay, that's the kind of vein I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going off here, where they're, they're, they're going to have to create because the, the it remake, the it remake, it's it's popular because they made it their own thing. They made a brand new Pennywise character and everything. I'm not saying these movies are great, but I'm saying they're successful. They didn't try to like recreate Tim Curry's performance right, and stuff. Right, exactly. Like if you watch both those movies, they they play out completely differently in terms of how they look, feel, the characters, everything, and. That's what they're going to have to do with this new movie, and I just don't think they're the—they're not the production company that I trust to do it. I'm still up to, I'm you know I I like to see a good movie. I'm not like sitting. I'm not like a, a cynic when it comes to these things. I'm not like a lot of people where I just like scoff at every project that gets announced. But I'm also just kind of assuming it will be bad though. At the same time, as I say, I'm not. Well, a cynic. we're big. We're big thing fans. I think that the 1982 movie for both of us ranks and you know like top five horror movies it's my, of all it's time. my number one it's my number one it's my number one horror yeah. movie yeah so, so yeah i just i and i think that's it's the case for a lot of people though the people that like it really really love it and the people that don't care about it aren't gonna care about a remake yeah exactly so may the luck of the irish smile on you blumhouse yeah, I mean, you know, good luck to you. I mean, if you can make a really cool project, put on a great director, like, I will watch your movie. But the cha- the, the odds are not in your favor for this one. I, w- I would have never produced this. 
<laughs> okay. Well, moving on. Silent Hill, this is up your alley. Silent Hill reportedly getting a reboot for the first couple games, first two games, I think. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't heard about this. Is this did this news like just come out? Uh, in the last couple of days, soft rebooting uh, Silent Hill has two new games in development at, at Konami. Unsure and unclear if these are just pachinko machines or not, though. Mm. I mean... Did you play Silent Hill? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played Silent Hill... I, I, my, my relationship with Silent Hill is weird. I played Silent Hill 1 and I played Silent Hill 3. I didn't play Silent Hill 2, which is arguably like the best one. Well, apparently, so so allegedly, one of them is like a soft reboot of the franchise, and the other one is supposed is rumored to be like a like an until dawn type of game. Hmm. Interesting. How do you feel about that? Kind of similar about the thing where I don't really trust Konami anymore. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. But that being said. If and it doesn't really sound like you are, but for anyone listening, if you are a Silent Hill fan, there's pretty much nowhere else to go aside from rebooting the series. Otherwise, there that's it. it it's like you either get nothing or you get this because they've oh, yeah. run the franchise completely into the ground. And, uh, there, you know, you can't pull like Resident Evil six was bad, but it wasn't unplayable dumpster fire trash. And that's how the last few Silent Hill games have been. So like Resident Evil six was bad, but they are able to, it's like, okay, well, we've had like five good games before this. We can, we had one bad miss. We'll pivot and do something different, and it'll be cool again, and, and it'll be a sequel. Uh, Silent Hill, they can't be like, oh, this is Silent Hill 7. Like, no, fuck you. The last four have been awful. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the Resident Evil remake formula worked out really, is working out very well for them right now. So, and uh, I think it's a good, I think Konami saw this and just thought, yeah, we should, we should, clearly take this opportunity so whether or not they can actually do it and pull it off is another thing but i'd surely like to play it like it it's definitely something i'm interested in it's it, for sure if, if they can pull off like the same kind of vibe that, re- that the resident evil 2 remake pulled off for the resident evil series and what it's that currently be, doing yeah that'd be incredible I mean, have you beat uh resident evil 2 yet yeah i beat resident evil 1 and resident evil 2 claire and leon Okay, oh, I like, wasn't sure if you finished Claire's. Play I thing. was blown away by the game. Like I really was. Like I, I told I you. Got, do you know now yeah. why I picked it as my game of the year last year? Yeah, I completely was pulled into it, and I actually like marathon the Claire another story in like one day. It's all it's all about the pacing in that game. They pace it so perfectly, where you never feel like you're meandering around. And like not doing anything. It's every time you walk into a room, you're like, "Oh, I can do this now. Oh, I can open that now." Exactly. And there was there weren't a whole lot of dead ends either. There were a lot of moments where you could miss a lot of things and still progress and be fine. Yes, exactly. So, 
Uh, yeah, I love that game. Really looking forward to the third one. It's out. already pre-ordered. It's pre- uh, I don't pre-order games, and it's pre-ordered. Like, I'm when is that? Next it. month or March? No, April. It's April. Okay, so I can. I'll be just winding down from uh, the beginning of Animal Crossing long enough to play it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll be. It's going to be a bit of an expensive time for me because I'm going to. I'm, I'm getting Doom Eternal. I'm getting Animal Crossing, and I'm and I pre-ordered Resident Evil Three. Like I haven't bought three games at launch in a long time. I don't think I've ever done that before. I feel so like I might just wait a few weeks for uh, for uh, dummies that fall into the hype, which happens with every big release, and then just pick them up for like forty bucks on offer. I envy you because that's definitely what I would have done, but I can't. I don't have that uh, that luxury over here. Yeah. Well, now that I have a more steady and uh, like a more steady income with my new job, I've been kind of getting into like game hunting again, and. Uh, I've been looking at OfferUp, and it's just constantly like a week after a game comes out, people selling it for forty dollars oh, on yeah. OfferUp. Like I didn't like it. Yeah, well, that's that's I got Overwatch at like like launch week for like forty bucks on Xbox back then, and the, it was it was that guy. He was just like, like, why are you selling it? You just you just got it. I didn't like it. It wasn't good, and just right. There I go. I get a game twenty dollars off. It's brand new. So you know that there's going to be someone who all the hype with uh, Resident Evil Three, and they're going to get it and realize that it's not just like mindlessly running and gunning everything. I mean, I talked to people at my old job who were like that. Who I played Resident Evil Two, and I stopped playing because of Mister X. He was just too too much for me. And I'm just thinking, he's really not. Like, he is he annoying? But I guess. But he's really not that difficult to get past he's fine you just got to look at the map and map your way yeah yeah so i and i also i also definitely foresee the thing uh the same thing happening with doom eternal because you know all the game sites all the major media sites are going to be blowing up about it and just being like it's incredible and everyone's going to be like oh cool well that's the next big game i gotta buy that and uh, realize that it's not, you know, Call of Duty or whatever. It's not Uncharted. It's not The Last of Us. It's an actual, like, big, very fast-paced, crazy shooter. Yeah, so uh, that's how I'll handle that dilemma, because I also don't want to be spending $180 in the span of three weeks on video games. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm cutting back on what I'm buying right now because of that. But, yeah. I don't have I don't I haven't um I don't have any games on the horizon really until then, which is kind of nice. So I'm actually uh, well I guess we can get into what we've been playing. I've been playing Luigi's Mansion Three with my wife together co-op solely co-op. And uh, aside from that, I'm borrowing it from our friend Lars. Been been on the podcast a few times, and so I didn't have to buy it. And aside from that, I really don't have. I don't unless I'm there's something that I'm forgetting. It's not really a game on the horizon. Um Persona 5 Royal is coming out in the next few weeks and I'm highly interested in it, but since I played the original, it's an investment, man. Yeah, do you want to invest that many hours again? Right. Oh, I'm definitely going to play it, but 
since I played the original, I think I'm going to wait until after Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal and uh, Resident Evil 3, and by then it will have gotten cheap cheaper. I can get it for 30 bucks or whatever and also won't have other games to juggle and I can invest that 120 hours. What do you think I should do that I never finished it? I have it. Should I try to How far to, like, did you get? Not very I like the third temple maybe, like the third third castle whatever whatever it's called. I would say it's the best PlayStation exclusive. And I mean, I do want to it, play it. It's just it's just that I've always just never let myself get sucked into it just because I, I I just had my busy schedule and I just, for whatever reason, never wanted to prioritize it. But it's something I want to eventually get through, and I know I will. So my question is, should I go out and sell my persona that I have right now and get the royal down the line? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you absolutely always, if you can, get the re-release of a persona game. All right, then. I mean, are you familiar with the changes they made to, like, 4 and stuff? Yeah, yeah. In the original 4, you couldn't even control the other characters. You can only control the protagonist. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm familiar and with it. Like they, 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 they add multiple months worth of the life sim stuff, So, and that's what they're doing in this one, too. And they're adding an entire character as well, which means an entire, you know, 10 to 12-piece storyline... And yeah, there. Uh, if you haven't gotten, if you haven't gotten very far, you absolutely play the new one instead of the old one. All right. Well, then I'll probably just wait until a price drop on that and try to sell my persona that I have right now for something. Even if I get like fifteen bucks for it, it's fine because I, I think well, I paid like extremely. I think I paid like twenty something bucks for it. Is how much I paid for it? <laughs> You're definitely overestimating there at fifteen bucks because that's how much you can get it new now. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh well. So I, I'm, I guess I'm just thinking in, in terms of selling it over here, and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people who live over here, who are you know American or Westerners and all that, they don't know how to buy games at their own prices yeah. and stuff. They they all just go, oh, I have to buy the Japanese one, and they're expensive. Right. Yeah, I mean, you might be able to sell for fifteen, but I would be I would be impressed. I would we'll be pretty impressed. I don't know it's how how gullible the people are over there. I'll just take the loss at this point. I don't really care that much. Right. Well, that's what I'm thinking is, yeah. So, uh, anyway, thoughts on Luigi's Mansion? Um, you know, I don't I don't really know where to go with this. I feel like I've I I, I guess it's just not for me. Um, I'm enjoying the game just fine, but I heard very overwhelmingly positive stuff about it, and I've got a decent amount of complaints. Uh, the game, uh, the closest thing I could compare the game to as far as how I feel is probably the Link's Awakening game, which is the the remake that came out. I mean... Um, it's the same kind of and story, it, though. That that game was insanely hyped as well. Right. Well, I, and I totally knew what that was going to be coming in. I mean, I complained. I, I said it several times on the podcast before it came out. 
um, that it was going to be underwhelming because it's going to be a one-to-one remake of a of a thirty-year-old Game Boy game. But uh, with Luigi's Mansion, it's doing the same thing, which is they feel the they feel the need to pad it out because for whatever reason, games can't just be eight hours anymore, like the last two Luigi's Mansion games, and uh, they're they're they pad it out by just being like, "Oops, you dropped this thing and and it rolled down the stairs, and now you got to go find it through back through the floor that you just went through, or you know, like, oh, you got the key to o- open the next area, but uh oh, it was stolen by a ghost, and the ghost ru- is running through the walls, and you got to figure out." which room it's hiding in and the floor that you just fully explored. And it just does that. It just does that over and over again. And I hate that so much in video games. I, if there's one thing that the fewer things in games piss me off more than when it's, when like it, you're about to progress and then they're like, uh Oh, you lost. Someone stole the key. You gotta go. You gotta go back and f- and find them. Like yeah. I, I hate that shit so much. And uh, I was listening to uh, Giant Beast Cast today, over from Giant Bomb, and uh, someone someone on there is playing it too, and she's only at like the sixth floor out of uh, fifteen, but it's seventeen total because there are two basements. So she's only on the sixth floor, and she's already complaining about the backtracking and stuff. And I just laughed because I'm because I'm on the twelfth floor, thirteenth floor, something like that, and it just gets so much worse. And oh I, I'm, boy, yeah. And she was already she was already ready to stop the game at six. She's like, yeah, just you know, I'm kind of getting annoyed with like the backtracking, and I feel like I've seen what I needed to see, and you know, I enjoyed my time with it, but I'm think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you got to understand too, though, that their job is like always playing video games, so they don't have the luxury of being like, I'm only lukewarm on this game, but I'm gonna play all 20 hours of it. Right. So, uh, yeah, I just. I I enjoy it and it's it's fun playing with my wife. Uh the puzzles are really really good. But I and I I think it sometimes she doesn't t- quite understand like how much I hate the backtracking and just the like I don't know what else to call it when they pull the rug out from under you and you're supposed to progress. They do it in a lot of games and I've always hated it. Uh but yeah, I don't think she quite understands my annoyance with it because at about two-thirds of the way through the game, we were, like, exploring every nook and cranny, finding all the, like, hidden items and stuff, and, I f- and like, they don't even do anything, and I double-checked that you don't really get anything if you collect them all. But we still collect them anyway because there's lots of, like, little puzzles scattered around where you find them. And we we like solving the puzzles and stuff. And about halfway to like two thirds of the way through the game, because of all the backtracking and shit, there was a point where I just I was like, "Fuck, looking in corners and 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 looking for hidden items and stuff." We're just going through the fucking floor because 
And, be, and she was like, are you seriously already like sick of this game? I'm like, I'm not sick of it. I'm just, I want to finish it. Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sick of it, but I'm sick of the shit that it's doing. And I'm ready to move on. Like, I just, I do, it, because it's not, it's because when I'm looking around for items and stuff and we're taking an hour, two hours on a single floor because we're combing the whole place, I know I, it's it makes it so much tougher when I know that it's coming up that when we finally go, okay, it's time to move on. Let's go to the next floor. We found everything. It's going to go, ha ha, nope. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I've like stopped and I've like stopped like enjoying the parts that I liked about the game because I'm just like, all right, we got to rush through here because I know that I'm going to be tricked into going through this floor another two or three times beyond what I want to do. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it's almost like they didn't have the self-awareness either when they were programming that shit because out of the entire... Uh, out of the entire game, there's only one floor that I fucking hated. I hated it. All the other floors have been fun. They have fun puzzles and stuff. There was one specific floor that was the absolute worst. Neither of us liked it. It was. It took the longest. It was the most backtracking. It had the most, like, fuck you bullshit traps. And uh, at one point, you have to go hunt down a toad that gets lost in the hotel and he gets lost on that floor. They make you go back there like several floors later. Oh boy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Seriously? You couldn't have had me go back to one of the more interesting floors? Like, and there's no way they didn't play test it. They they clearly did it because they knew that that was like the fuck you floor. And I'm like, why are you having people go back to this floor that probably nobody likes? So, I mean, overall, it has been an enjoyable experience. I'm not going to stop playing it, but I do have several gripes about it, and I am quite confused as to the fanfare over it. Yeah, I mean... Also, the controls are fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, without trying to get into that too deeply, but that's what, that's what you've been telling me. The controls are awful. You're on... You're... It's... I, I just can't even I can't even begin to explain it because it goes against I've been playing video games for a very long time and I'm not saying the controls are terrible like oh it's it's not accurate enough or like you know whatever it's it doesn't do what I want it to do when I want it to do it ever you can never truly understand or tell like where you're going to be pointing you kind of you're like trying to point in a specific direction, but it's so wonky. So yeah, but I mean, I feel like I feel like Luigi's Mansion always felt that way. And it's maybe, hard for no- me to, to to say that too, man, because I played the originally Luigi's Mansion when the GameCube launched, and I had a lot of fun with it. And then the 3DS one came out, and I just did not care. Like I tried to get into it, and I just could not get into it. Yeah. Yeah, this one's very much set up kind of like a Metroidvania, except for like a very linear one. So, 
Yeah, overall. I mean, uh, I mean I'm lukewarm on it. I'd give it I'd give it like maybe like 3 bags of popcorn at most. <laughs> you know, it's it's a fine game. I I'm, I'm not saying skip it completely. If you can get it at a garage sale in a couple years for 20 bucks or less, go ahead, pick it up, you know, play it with your kid or your wife or whatever. You might enjoy it, but as a I feel like I, I just hate, I hate this, this idea that oh, a sixty dollar game has got to be at least twenty hours, or else I'm not getting my money's worth. And I, I feel like that's what we've been, you know, that's that's definitely a very present thing in the game industry. It is. Well, so I finished. Well, I, I since we recorded, I finished Resident Evil One, Resident Evil Two, and Fury. So uh, I just finished Fury. I'll talk about that real quickly. Um, it came out years ago, I think, like two or three years ago. Uh-huh. And it's a it's a boss rush game, and it's kind of well known now because it's well known because of its difficulty, and also the soundtrack is really good. Like uh, I think Dunkey did it like in one of his best of videos one year. He praised it, and I really liked it. Um, it took me about four hours to get through all of it. I did. There are three difficulties now. When it first launched, there was only a easy difficulty and the normal difficulty, and it got a lot of criticism by gaming journalists because the easy difficulty is clearly like not the right way to play the game. And it even like kind of guilts you a little bit. It says you're not going to get the full experience and (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it's going to be way easier. You suck pussy. Yeah. So they criticized it because they thought it kind of set up this uh, Gamergate elitism and difficulty in that game where cool. You know what? Then we're only going to offer one difficulty. Fuck you. That's what I would have done. All right, you, you you know what? You're right. So we'll just give a normal, and then and then they won't be able to play it at all. Yeah. So I enjoyed it, and the thing is, I didn't understand. Like this, and this is years later after it's been released, after all the uh, talk about the difficulty and everything for it. I don't understand what was so crazy about it. Like I'm not. I don't consider myself like a great. I consider myself all right, like a gaming skill level. Like I'm like when it comes to difficulty, I will play the harder difficulties, but I don't see myself as like someone who's good at games. I just think mm-hmm. I just have a bit more patience about it. Yeah. And that if yeah, if I lose at a game, I'm willing to just keep retrying until I figure it out. And that's what kind of fury is. Like I don't I, I've argued in the past that the difficulty le- levels in like Nintendo games back then and stuff were, were insanely high, and a lot of them didn't even have continue features. And the ones that do, when you continue, you still have to progress like through an entire level, and then right. pray that you have enough health to get through that hard boss that you died at like in two seconds. I'm thinking of like Castlevania when you get to a boss and you're like, "Ugh, I only have like a third of my health, and this right. is my first time seeing this guy. I don't even know what his patterns are." Yep, you're going back to the beginning of the level. Yep, okay, great. I'm going back to the beginning of the level now. And now when we have a difficult game that people are arguing about, for the most part, I mean, there are your exceptions. There, there are your, um, you know, the, the, the roguelike games, the Dark Souls games, where 
Um, they do kind of try to have a little bit more of that retro feel in terms of difficulty. But most games these days, even the most harder ones, they have a quick retry feature. Like when you die, you just retry. And yeah. that's the thing with the like Cuphead was like that. And Fury's like that, where if you die, you right away just jump right back into the battle again. And that's why yeah, I think it's like, funny. They're, they're, everyone always talks about Cuphead as being a super hard game. And I'm like, I've played it a few times and it, I've just, yeah, you might have to learn the level or whatever, but once you do, it's easy. That's the thing with Cuphead. It's just learning the patterns and just having the patience for it. And then most people these days, they just, I'm not saying most people, I'm sure a lot of people do have the patience, but a lot of people in gaming these days, when they complain, the type of people who complain about these things aren't willing to just be patient and learn the patterns. Yeah. I mean, that game, Cuphead would be viewed as a very easy game back in the NES days. It absolutely would have been pretty easy back then, just because you start, I mean, you, you can retry the boss over and over again with no punishment. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no lives, no like, no limit of continues or anything like that. And we played, like, you and I played, you and I are de- fairly decent at games with each other, and we played Gunstar Heroes, and we, we failed that miserably. Kicked. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely, I recommend Fury if you do want, like, a quick challenge, because it's not a long game, and there is, like, added DLC. I haven't done the extra fights. There's, like, an extra couple boss, two or three boss fights that they added in DLC. I tried it right. for a little bit, and I and I got pretty far in that fight, but I also was just kind of just done and ready to move on. And, like, when it comes to me, I'm not a completionist. When it comes to, like, extra stuff, I'll if I feel like getting to it, I'll do it, but I don't feel like I'm missing out if I don't do it. Right. And that's kind of how I was with uh, Resident Evil 2. I beat Resident Evil 2 um, twice, the Leon scenario, and then I beat it again with the Claire uh, second scenario. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I was going to go ahead and do all, like, the extra stuff, but I just decided to move on. Like, because there's the, uh, there's the extra, like, the hunk thing, survival thing. I don't know if, did you do any of the extra things in Resident Evil 2? No. Yeah. Nope, the two campaigns were good enough for me. I guess that moves on to our next topic, and when, like... I guess, what type of gamer are you in terms of, like, completing things? Or rather, when do you feel motivated to go back and, like, fully complete a game and all of its things? Like, It's really it's really difficult for me to say because, I, to be honest, I'm not a completionist at all. I've only 100%ed a few games in my life. Uh, Arkham Asylum. I got all the Riddler trophies. And, and really, it's kind of stuff like that where it's one collectible. And I really loved the game. So I'm, I'm just, you know, okay, it's a, it's a linear type game. There's not a lot of stuff to explore. Uh, it's one type of collectible. It's the Riddler trophies. You know, there's, I've collected probably most of them along the way just from being thorough. And... So when I finish the game, I'm like, oh, okay, there's only a few left. Uh, that kind of scenario. or, um, And then the other games that I've 100%ed, like Crash Bandicoot 2 and 3, uh, you don't get the true ending if you don't find all the gems. Um, and also, most of the gems can be gotten as you progress normally through the game because you just get them for 
breaking all the boxes. Oh, so yeah. you just break all the boxes as you go through the level, and you already, when you finish the game, you already have 85, 90% of the gems. Um, so stuff like that I'll do. Um, yeah, but I'm as far as I'm not a big completionist at all. I just don't have... I don't have the time for it. I have too many games. Even before I was an adult, um, first of all, I never finished games as a kid. You know, like I barely ever finished any any games as a kid. I just didn't have the patience for it. You have so many, you have, you know, X amount of games, and uh, you have the patience of a ten year old. So, right, you know, you play for a couple hours, you can't get past the part. You're like, well, I could keep being frustrated or I could play one of these other games I have. So, uh, yeah, I never finished too many games as a kid. And so I got older when I finally had the patience to finish games. I, uh, I don't have the time to be dumping all this just to, just to get some random collectibles and stuff. It just really depends. I will do it if it's part of, if it require if it's required to like get the full story. That's, That's kind of where right. I'm at. Yeah, for me, when it comes to completing games, like, I was the same, but for different reasons. Because we had, like, every game back then. So, for us, you have the patience of a 10-year-old and also an entire library of video games to go through. So, I definitely didn't complete games back then as a kid. Unless I got yeah. really sucked into them. So, these days, basically, if I... How I treat games these days, I hardly ever go back and revisit games anymore. Like, I, like... Now that I'm done with Fury, I moved on. I'm not going to go back and do those like extra boss fights. Now that I'm done with Resident Evil 2, it's very unlikely that I will go back and just decide to open those back up. For me, right. like, I treat games like a marathon almost, where I get sucked into it, and I keep going. And the thing is, if I decide... If I stop that marathon, if I stop to take a breath, you know, so to speak, and slow down, I'm not going to keep going anymore. I'm done. And that's how I am yeah. with uh, completing games. Uh, it happened to me with Celeste. Uh, I went through Celeste, like, really quickly. And then I found out that you had to, like, go back and get these special things to unlock the further mode. And it kind of just completely uh, screwed up my pace in, regard- in regards to interest in the game at that point. I didn't want to go back and backtrack to other levels and find these random secrets that were really hard right. to even solve on your own. I had to like open up my internet browser and be like, all right, how do I find these? And th- to me, that's not fun. Right. So I stopped. It's definitely the biggest flaw of that game. It's, it's really unfortunate because it's like, there's a bit more, there's a lot more storyline and, and I've heard the extra levels are really cool and I want to go back and do it. But the chances of me doing it now are very low now. Like that's, that's, a, that's, that's how I am with completing games. Like, I'm not I'm not a big like achievement and trophy guy. I got super into um I played Criminal Criminal Girls like two years ago on the Vita and I really liked it. I got like super sucked into it and I and I almost a hundred percented it. And I'm and I'm just shy of one little thing that I have to do to hundred percent it. But since I'm done with it, I will never go back. Even that little thing that I have to do to get that platinum trophy, I just don't care. I, I yeah. have never even got a platinum trophy before. I mean, you know me, you've heard on multiple occasions 
me of me like getting to the last 15 minutes of a movie and not caring enough and just not finishing it even though i'm right at the end right or and i've done it with games before too where i've like made it to the the final boss and then just like fell off of it so yeah it's the thing like it's just we're both adults now and the thing is like i think it's just gaming as an adult you stop for different reasons and it's just i think you nailed in the head where it's if I'm not enjoying this, I only have so much time to do for, like things for fun. Why am I going to just do when gaming's t- when a game turns into a chore, it's I'm not interested anymore. Right. Exactly. Which is why I'm looking so forward to Animal Crossing, the game where you do nothing <laughs> but chores. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Well, my phone's gonna die and it's late here so i'm gonna wrap this up uh we're gonna start doing this show bi-weekly uh i think i think bowman is gonna commit to being a regular host again yes so every two weeks it'll be us and uh, we'll do a little bit longer one so about an hour and 15 we normally do about 50 55 minutes so uh, you know, between an hour and an hour and a half, hopefully, uh, maybe an hour and a half or or, little, or an hour and 45 every two weeks. Uh, Bowman, you have a podcast you're doing coming up? Yes, um, I haven't. The first episode will probably be coming out next week, but it's going to be a podcast about life in Japan. And that'll be coming from the perspective of not just myself, but other foreigners living in Japan. And occasionally, I do want to have Japanese people on the podcast as well. So just to quickly summarize it, we'll be just talking about the culture differences you experience in Japan, the language barrier issues and how to cope with that, and just uh, various day-to-day life things. It's going to be an honest perspective. It's not going to be just the... Uh, uh, I Whenever I watch Japanese vlogs before I moved here, it's, it's a lot of just the... What am I thinking? Rose-colored glasses of oh my god, this is like the best place ever. I do want to give people just a realistic view of what living here is like from different eyes. All right, cool. Well, I look forward to uh, checking it out. I have plenty of free time at work to listen to podcasts, so I'll be listening to it. Sweet. Uh, All right, well, you can get us on Facebook, Twitter... Uh, Instagram, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, whatever, all that shit. Uh, iTunes, uh, www.analogoutmedia.com. We'll be posting it up there, and uh, there will be a YouTube video as well. Follow us at Analog Out on YouTube. Uh, we want to thank you so much for listening. We love you so goddamn much. Bowman, what do you have to say to the people? Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. Log out.